Oklahoma's talking about us? No, but the, the state of? I'm really shocked. That's a, <laughs> that's a surprise. Yeah, that was Mac Brown at a uh, Big 12 media day in the uh, early 2000s. Like that snort that he had in there. I. Why does he have such a high voice? That's a. <laughs> that's a surprise. Why does Mac Brown have such well, a high the, voice? He always has a high voice. Well, well, they're, they're talking about us. That's weird. That sounds more like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, it uh, kind of sounded but, like yeah. that. Well, it's a surprise if Oklahoma's talking about us. Go figure. They're obsessed with us. Mobile Homa. That's what we call them. Uh, no, uh, ABC for OU Texas this year. Which I br- saw that. brings back the vibes of the early 2000s when that game was seemingly on ABC every single year. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but is, that means 2.30, right? Not necessarily. What do you mean, not necessarily? <laughs> if it means 2.30, I think they would have said 2.30 along with the announcement today. Sounds like someone's very hopeful for a 2.30 kickoff for that game. I, you're, you're Mr. 11 a.m. on the road, so that surprises me a bit. It's not necessarily that I'm – that I really care either way. I – I guess I'm just shot. Like you're telling me that it can be an 11 a.m. Yes, ABC. Kick? I'm telling you it can be an 11 a.m. game. We could have this thing like it could be on Peacock, Teddy. It could be on HBO Max. It the, the thing's probably still going to be at 11 a.m. Most likely. Sorry to burst your bubble today. Why is it on ABC then? Uh, I'm guessing that they got the option to. I, may, maybe they just did their draft today on which high-profile games they want. I'm not sure. ABC had the choice. They got the choice over uh, uh, over Fox. Right. Huh. But, hey, I, I can remain hopeful that the game's going to be at 2.30 this year. It's got to be. I don't even know what other – are there any other options that week that are that you know of that are big time? Well, I don't know if that has really mattered in the past, unfortunately. It just feels like I, – I think the last time the game wasn't at 11 a.m. was 2017. Right, and there's been some weeks where there hasn't been great options there, but Oklahoma, Texas, it's the only game that I see that week that has a um, a designation. It's already on the ESPN website, so I don't know. Kentucky, Georgia's that week. LSU, Missouri. I don't know. It's got to be two thirty. Well, I'm, you know what? Just spread the rumor now. Just report it now. That it's, it's going to be two thirty. Okay, there you go. It's ABC. It's got to be two thirty. This Th- might. This might be the uh, <sighs> Alabama and Texas A and M. That's going to be a night game. That'll be a night game in College Station. It's going to be two thirty kick. Okay, there you go. You heard yeah. it here first. Teddy reporting that OU Texas will be at two thirty. Yeah, and like for big noon, you'll have like I don't know. Uh, a Big Ten game or some other crappy Big 12 game. Oklahoma State and Kansas State play on the Friday night before. Yeah. That's, o- yeah. What's the deal with that? I, I mean, what's the deal with OU and TCU playing on a Friday night this year? I, I don't know. Well, I think that you could expect that maybe from the Big 12 a little bit moving forward is try to get – because that's the thing is that yeah. Friday window is – 
Like Thursday night is owned by the NFL now. It used to be college football. Mm -hmm. Saturday, college football. Sunday, NFL. Monday, NFL. No one's really captured that Friday night market. And obviously there's high school football games that go on across the country. But in terms of that TV market, I think it'd be smart for someone like the Big 12 to try to, you know, get in on that. Yeah. I think that's – man, the problem is I'm looking at this schedule – there's no good Big Ten games at all. All year long? All, every no. Big Ten game sucks all year? Well, or are you just saying that week? That week. Which means, well, I guess it's ABC. Why would they? No, it's going to be at 2.30. It's not going to be okay, at Okay, if you want to get your hopes up for it, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and do it. If Can you name me a time it's been an ABC game and it's been an 11 no, a.m. kick? No, but I bet I can find you one where it's been an ABC game and been an 11 a.m. kick. Okay, well, until you present the evidence, <laughs> I'm operating on it's a 2.30 uh, kickoff time. Uh, Patrick says, us wanting OU Texas at 2.30 is like Texas saying they're going to win every single game. Yeah. It's always an off-season conversation, and it never happens. That's Sugar true. Shade in Newcastle is playing to the uh, text line reader, which I don't hate. Okay. All Missouri games should be 9 a.m. There you go. Mm-hmm. You'd still find a way to get hammered for that one. Uh, 918, man, if it's 230, great chance that it will be 115 de- degrees inside that stadium with a nice dose of sun. Yeah, you know, if beggars can be choosers, can we kick the thing off at like 1 o'clock? Get the best of both worlds a little even bit. Even noon. Even noon would significantly improve things. That That's a critical hour, right? That, that extra really hour of after a party night is critical. This is the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me, and it's come via okay. the Knippelmeyer's uh, Chevrolet text line. Why does Tyler sound more like Mac Brown than Mac Brown sounds like Mac Brown? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You do. That's good. Oh, you Texas Saturday night football on ABC, says Jim in Arlington. Oh, no. if only. If only. No. What you, a world that would be. You've got Alabama A&M, which they played two years ago. They played on the same day as well down in College Station. And last year they did too. So they they starting to make that. Uh, uh, I remember going back on the PJ after the game Saturday night and getting oh. it home just in time for the second half of uh, Alabama and Texas A and M. I was wondering when the next time you were going to casually bring that Probably, up. Probably uh, will never happen again <laughs> in my life. But uh, since it's happened once, yes, I'll I'll bring that up frequently. I can't wait for OU Texas week for you. Uh, Monday to through Friday. Down. Be, no, Ugh. Monday through Friday. Be like, well, you know, last year I was on the private jet, so it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen at least once a day. And What's I'm, it like to drive back from OU Texas instead of flying? I don't. I don't know. I, so the text line can hit us up and let us know. I have no idea. Were you guys like laughing, looking out the window at all the idiots stuck in traffic? Uh, Look at yeah, those morons. Yeah, pretty much. I, I'm just excited to to find out what the name of OU Texas is this year. What what do you call it? What what does everyone call it? The the Red River Shootout was uh was what it was at one point. The Red River Rivalry, the Red River Showdown. Okay, well hang on a second. It depends the conversation. If like I'm in a casual conversation, I don't call it the Red River Rivalry. I just say the Texas game or OU Texas or OU Texas. Yeah. I just, I just, it was ama- like, It was presented in an article, like all the names that it's had previously, and I couldn't think of another rivalry where the name has changed more than this game. No, well, Red River Shootout is too offensive. We got to change it from there. Well, Red River Showdown. Maybe we want to 
Red River rivalry. Maybe we want to present it as a rivalry amongst all sports. Let's go to Red River Showdown. There's been some reasons why the name has been changed, and I just say OU Texas. And Well, I think and since we don't want to offend anyone, I think we should change it again. Uh, I think it should be known as the Red River War. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been Nuclear anyway. War. Red River Nuclear War. That's that's <laughs> what I like. Red River 230 War or 11 a.m. War, something like that. Uh, Red River Shootout, says Kenny. That's what he calls it. Yeah. Red River Texas Sucks, says uh, <laughs> Texture in the 918. Gunny says in that area of Dallas, it should still be called the Shootout. <laughs> nice. Uh, Cole and KC, remember when it was the Red River War for a year or two, LOL. But Shootout is and always should be the name. I was it was there an original name for it when they started playing at the fairgrounds? I think it was like you're talking about like the very first time yeah. they played. I probably just OU Texas, the, the same one as it is now, or Texas OU, depending yeah. on where you live. Yeah, I saw and this has been a, a week or so back, or maybe a little bit longer than that. But for some odd reason, some random tweet showed up on my. Twitter timeline, and it was just an OU fan, and it said, is it worth going down to the Red River Showdown? I've never, I've never been. And I was like, nobody calls it that, number one. And number two, if you're a, an OU fan and you're asking that question, what are we even talking it about? It wasn't here? a serious well, it was a serious question. Right. But it was you you know why that question was thrown out there to I want to get some reaction. So I'm gonna throw out there, hey guys, should I go to the uh best game of the year every single year, the best rivalry in college football? Yeah, duh. You should go. Well, my first reaction to the tweet was this is a real crappy version of AI that's trying to uh get some some interaction going on Twitter or something. I was I couldn't believe what I was reading. Um, would you like for me to ruin your day, by the way, on the whole ABC discussion? Because two years ago, when OU won 55-48, yeah. where Kennedy Brooks just won OU Texas, that was uh, ABC yeah. at 11 a.m. So, there you go. Uh, two years ago, ABC 11 a.m. Mike hits us up on Twitter and says the game has been on ABC the last two years. And it uh, turns out both of those were at 11 a.m. Uh, but you have already reported 2.30, so we'll stick with that for now. That's, the, that's compelling. Both of those pieces of information are compelling, but it's still not ironclad that the game's been at 11 on ABC. So I'm still, still reporting 2.30. From you this may seat. not be right this year, but at some point you're going to be right, and it's probably going to start in 2024 as though you in Texas are basically have said, yeah, we're we're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna go ahead and request that that game's at two thirty, please. I say you just show up to play at two thirty. That's what you should do. It's a good point. What's what's <laughs> they're not gonna cancel the game, right? Right. Yeah, just two teams decide. Oh hell, we just decided we're gonna play two thirty. Eh, guys want to sleep in a little bit. Figure we give them a little extra time. Had a rough week. We're gonna kick this thing off two thirty. Zane says, "What's wrong with Red River rivalry? What am I missing?" Other than it's really hard to say, I gotta go. You gotta go slow on that one. There, there's just too much going on there. Well, just OU Texas is just easier to say. The only thing that's wrong with it is it started with Red River Shootout. 
and was changed to rivalry. That is what's wrong with it. Other than that, nothing. Had someone come up with the uh, R to the third power to name the game to begin with, no one would care. Red River rivalry. Let's go. That's like you've got to be able to say it to get into the stadium or else you're over the alcohol limit. Right? <laughs> oh, no. There would be like 20,000 people at that game if the requirement was to say Red River rivalry five times to get in the gates. That's Ri- a terrible idea. Rivalry. That's <laughs> rivalry. I don't know if I could say it now five consecutive <laughs> times in a row. You've got to really be deliberate in your approach whenever you're, you're trying to say it. <laughs> Five-star Randy on the text line says, Breaking news. ABC issues a correction to the game time for OU Texas. It was pointed out by a local OKC station, and an apology and correction is is pending. What does that mean? That means you're reporting it's at 2.30, so ABC is going to uh, correct its uh, initial reports Listen, about the game. Um, that's a nice text, five-star Randy, but if you haven't noticed, there, there, nobody reports anything correctly anymore. Hell, you could say whatever you want these days. It's great. And that's what I'll continue to do. Or retweet anything uh, that you want to retweet these days, <laughs> which a local media member found out. Um, I don't want to say the hard way because, you know, that's just don't necessarily want to go there. But just watch what you retweet is what I would say. <laughs> hey, we all make mistakes, Tyler. We all make mistakes. Do we all make that mistake, though? I'll ask you that question. We don't. But if I ever do, I demand you send me an immediate text message of like, hey, dude, you've made a massive mistake here. Okay? <laughs> I, there's got to be the buddy system whenever it comes to something like that. we got to help one another out. Uh, by the way, uh, no Bob Stoops today. We will catch up with him on Thursday. And honestly, totally cool with that. He's at Young's. He's in Youngstown at a golf outing today. So good for him. It's actually one of the questions that I wanted to ask him. Ask him this week is, you know, in the past for so long, it's you win a bowl game or you win a championship, and then, boom, your focus kind of goes right back to recruiting. Yeah. Now with this gig in the XFL, wins a championship, his focus can turn right into golfing in Youngstown and improving that bocce ball game before uh, the big outing this summer. This is like a Super Bowl celebration. It's already spilled into Tuesday afternoon. No telling how long it's going to go. Championship parade. Could be a bender for old big game Bob. You know, with beverages. Uh, may toss the XFL trophy into Lake Michigan up there <laughs> since he's up in the up in the Midwest like uh, Brady did. No, uh, that's awesome. We will uh, get a chance to catch up with him Thursday, perhaps, unless the party's still rolling on. All right, let's hit an opening timeout. Keep hitting the text line, Knippelmeyer text line, 651-3439. We'll be back. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. You're simply the best. The Showplace Theater is back at Riverwind and with some of the best acts around. Like Earth, Wind, and Fire, June 23rd. Collective Soul, July 21st. Josh Turner, July 28th. Dwight Yoakam, August 19th. REO Speedwagon, September 8th. And Chicago, September 15th. It's easy to see why Riverwind is the best casino experience. Hey Sooners, I'm OU alum James Spann, founder of Boyd Street Ventures. 
We're a Norman-based venture capital firm that invests in innovative, under-the-radar Oklahoma startups. We also help them grow faster and target above-average returns. And you can use your IRA for your investment, so it couldn't be easier to diversify your portfolio and support your fellow Sooners. Boyd Street Ventures, under the radar, above the crowd. Check us out at BoydStreetVentures.com. Boomer. My name is Dee, and I dream big. I need a good job to get what I want, so I signed up for DRS Transition. Are you a teen with a disability? Get free career counseling. Work experience. And a paycheck. DRS Transition helped us get ready for life. Dream big. Dream big. Contact Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services, 800-487-4042, or okdrs.gov. Fresh flowers, fresh air, fresh love. Everything is blooming, and it's time to love your ride. Bloom into savings this May only at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Check out the Envision's versatile, sleek, luxurious, and on the lot waiting for you. Take your Buick home today. 2023 new Buick Envisions. Take up to $5,000 off MSRP. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC. I-40 and Highway 81 exit 125 in El Reno. Or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. Experience the new Buick. See dealer for details. Texting, talking on your phone, or listening to music near train crossings or on platforms are big distractions. You need to see and hear the train coming. After you're on the train, those things are fine. So remember, simple things like taking your headphones out and taking your hood off could save your life. Hi, I'm Tim Lasher from my company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We install quality York products. The award-winning York Affinity Series is Energy Star rated and features a money-saving two-stage compressor design. Plus, every Affinity system comes with a 10-year parts and labor warranty and a lifetime warranty on the compressor. Now, you don't need to tell us anybody sent you. Just call the office and ask for me. I own the company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 579-3113. Get up to $550 in rebates now on qualified York components at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Looking to give your house a spring refresh? Wonder House Design and Consign has just what you're looking for. Wonder House, voted Norman's number one consignment store, is a boutique furniture store. Along with friendly service, they have an expert design team. They have an extensive fabric selection and specialize in upholstery, wallpaper, draperies, and window coverings. Custom bedding and cushions, too. They'll pick up and deliver your furniture. Call Wonder House today, 405-701-4048, or visit them at 1284 Interstate Drive in Robinson Crossing. Be sure to follow Wonder House on Instagram and Facebook. Talking to your kids about the dangers of vaping can be hard. Getting them to listen to hot gossip is easy. So here's some drama you could share with your kid. Dude, did you hear about Cassie and Jake? No, but did you hear that vaping can cause irreversible lung damage and nicotine affects brain development? <gasps> Nuh-uh. You don't need to gossip if you want to have an open conversation about vaping. So if you want to get tips on when and how to talk to your kids, visit talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. The Rush is in studio today, the Buffalo Wild Wings studios. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, we're live on the home of Sooner fans. Congrats to uh, former Sooner Marvin Mims, second round pick of the Denver Broncos. Looks like he's going to sign a four-year Six, uh, about a $6 million deal and a $1.41 million signing bonus. $1.41 million 
uh, signing bonus. So nice. good for him. Very, very good Though, for him. So what, half of that signing bonus goes to Uncle Sam, huh? See ya. Well. And uh, some uh, another chunk of that will go to the agent. He'll still be making nice money playing football. He'll, he's, he'll be all right. He's making plenty of money, and um, I think that I think there's a good chance that, you know, he's the type of player that I think if, if if things work out, think he went to a good place, that he could spend a really long time in the league. Stay healthy and, and do what he does. I think he'll be fine in the NFL. So there's currently 50 – excuse me, there are – 69 Power 5 head coaches in college football right now. Nice. Yeah. And apparently CBS thinks that Brent Venables is the 52nd rank, ranked head coach in all of Power 5 football. 52 yeah. out of 69. He was 45 last year in their rankings. He dropped seven spots after a 6-7 and seven season. Just behind Eli Drinkwitz, just in front of Dino Babers at Syracuse. Yeah. Uh, not a lot to say about it. I I think he's better than that. But, you know, this is a results-driven business. We'll see how things end up. If, if they go out there and handle their business, start climbing that pretty quickly. Says, after Lincoln Riley shocked the world with his move to USC, Venable said all the right things when he returned to Norman. But not much went right afterward. Not only did Riley take a lot of key players with him to USC, but the Sooners dealt with injuries to key players all year. Hopefully, Venable's second season will provide fewer challenges. 2022 rank was 45, currently number 52. But yeah, based on what happened last year in his first year as head coach, I think he's better than that too. I think he'll be ranked higher than that a year from now, just because I think they're going to win a lot more games. But 52 is, I, I guess it's fair right now. Yeah. And you, I always hate these things, like who are the top 10 coaches in college football or the top 25 coaches, or in this case, the top 69, um, because like there's no way to really gauge it. It's not like the NFL where everyone has close to the same roster. Right, it's it's not even close between these sixty nine coaches and teams. The difference between the top teams and the bottom teams, not anywhere close. Um, right, he's the fifty second best coach right now, according to to this poll or this ranking. But you know, if if OU wins the Big 12 this year, where does that put him? He'll be in the top 25, I'm sure, going into his first year in the SEC. Yeah. Um, you make a playoff somehow, and, and you know, you'll be in the top 10, I'm sure. So If you're the flavor of the month, you'll end up in the top 10 on this list in, yeah. a, in a year's time. He's just not the flavor of the month right now I think there's, for obvious reasons. I think there's 69 coaches here. On this list, and I, there, there's going to be a very few outliers at the top, five to eight guys at the top, and there's going to be some outliers at the bottom. You know, ten or so coaches at the bottom that are just, you know, should not be in the position that they're at. Everyone else in that range is probably 
pretty close to one another. So you're saying the old Gary Patterson when it had been five or six years before they turned in a really good year and he was still being ranked consistently in the top eight? Is that the outlier that you're talking about? Well, uh, no, I'm just saying like when I mean outlier, I'm just saying like there's there's a handful that are head and shoulders better than the group oh, than sure. the rest. Yes. And then there's on the other end there's uh there's a group that are like out of their you know, out of their element, should not be head coaches. Everyone else like in between and and it there's levels obviously, but think there's a lot of good coaches out there that go places where things just don't work out because like Matt Rule's going to Nebraska. He may not ever have a winning season at Nebraska. Does that mean that Matt Rule doesn't know how to coach football or forgot how to coach or is not a good head coach? Well, no. I mean, he's 27 on this list, and he's he's outside the top 25. I've already seen that Matt Rule can coach in college football with that right. Baylor turnaround. Dave Aranda's back at 28. Well, Dave Aranda a year ago was ranked number 17 on this list and won a Big 12 championship. So now Dave Aranda's significantly worse of a coach after just you know one setback at Baylor. I mean, yeah, these rankings are no right. exact science whatsoever. But, you know, they're, they're kind of there for entertainment. Yeah, it's interesting to just to kind of look. Yeah, and see some what notables doing. are Dana Holgerson at 48. Remember, Brent's at 52, so right. there's some reference there. Uh, Dana's at 48. Mel Tucker's at 47. Joey McGuire at Tech is at 46. Billy I mean, Napier's at 43. That's interesting. Think about that. Joey McGuire at 46. Joey McGuire has a track record of recruiting the state of Texas, maybe better than anyone, right? Uh, was a part of a Baylor rebuild that had a ton of success. Takes over at Texas Tech as his first head coaching gig at the at the college level. Uh, declares loudly that they're going to beat Oklahoma in the final game of the season and tear down the forgot that he said end that. zone. Going to beat Oklahoma. We're going to tear down that end zone. Well, what does he do? He goes out and goes eight and five at Tech, which it's eight and five. A lot of schools turn their nose up at that. We previously would have, but at Tech, I they've got more momentum right now than they've had in a while. Eight and five in his first year is an accomplishment, and you know there's there's some people, a handful of people out there where we saw someone pick him to win the Big Twelve. Who was it? Was that? McMurphy yeah, yesterday McMurphy, to pick him to go to the Cotton Bowl? Pick him to win the Big Twelve and go to the Cotton Bowl. There's other people that have him as their like their dark horse to win the Big Twelve. I. That's saying something quite a bit. I he's one of the guys that you have to look at a year in. Think we may be dealing with a, a perhaps a better than a middle of the road type of guy. Now yeah. he's going to hit some some headwinds for sure at Tech. Like there there was a lot of things that went right for him a year ago. It can easily, uh, you know, kind of go the the opposite direction on him. But I I think he's going to do a really good job there. Matter of fact. I think he's going to do such a good job that he may not be there long. He was 5-4 and four in the conference last year, winning records. It's the first time Tech had a winning record in the Big 12 since Mike Leach's last year in 2009. It had been over a decade, and he did that in his very first year. If Joey, not bad. If Joey McGuire I'll, – I'll give you something. I'll, you want a prediction for you? Yeah, go ahead. If Joey McGuire wins the Big 12 – if Joey McGuire even makes it to the Big 12 championship game – He'll be your next coach at Texas A&M. Ooh, really? 
Um, I don't, I don't hate that at all. They'd be, they'd be. There is going to be a next head coach at Texas A and M in two years. Might as well be Joey McGuire. You know and what honestly, I'm and honestly, uh, that would be a really good hire for Texas A and M with the relationships that he has with the state of Texas. Done it in that state. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a really good hire for A and M. And honestly, great for uh, Joey McGuire because he would get a seventy-five million dollar buyout. Problem is. He'd punch out eight and five records for the rest of uh, eternity. <laughs> yeah. And he'd get that $75 million buyout right. at some point. Right. Uh, Billy Napier at Florida's at 43. Geez, they're talking about possibility if he makes it through a year two this year. Well, it's been tough on him. And that whole – whoever hung him out to dry on that Rashada situation, like I don't know how the ins and outs on that deal and how all that went down, but – I. That is some serious negative. Can you imagine like, any time a kid that's being wants to go to Florida is being recruited by them and talks NIL with any other school? They're going to be like, Florida, NIL, Florida. You kid, you crazy? Look at what they did. It's previously. one of the more. Is it the most well-known recruiting story of the NIL era? If it's not, it's certainly one of them. One of them, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It might it might be number one. It's going to be tough to recru- recover from, I think. Uh, Arkansas, or excuse me, Sam Pittman's at 42, who we play every single Friday at 5, talking about cold beer. Okay, it's crazy. Fine. He, went from, he went from 22 before last year to 42 now. I mean, it's amazing what happens when your starting quarterback goes down. You yep. just turn into a really sucky coach, I guess. Kalani Sataki's at 41, BYU. Okay. This, whoa, this is criminal. Shane Beamer is 40? Dude, that is whoa, way too low for Shane Beamer. Are, are two, we serious here? Two back-to-back bowl seasons, 8-5 oh at South Carolina. Destroyed Tennessee. Beat Tennessee. Beat Cle- one at Clemson. That's the first time they beat Clemson in a long time. And, and he, moved up, he moved up from 41 to 40. <laughs> what? What the hell And he's behind Shane- Mario Cristobal at Miami and Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame and Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. What did Shane Beamer do to the folks oh at CBS? Oh, my gosh. Did they bet heavy on Clemson and Tennessee last year? They must have. Whoa. <laughs> this says, uh, I'm just reading the little excerpt they've got on Shane Beamer. The Gamecocks improved by one victory in Beamer's second season, and he climbs a spot in our rankings. Seems fair to me. While I believe this assessment is fine, I'm a little surprised he didn't receive a bigger bump. Well, you guys are the ones that voted for it. What do you mean you're surprised he didn't get a bigger bump what a heck of a summary from last year's season at south carolina the gamecocks improved by one victory in beamer's second season yeah, yeah or they curb stomp tennessee Two who won an orange bowl in one at clemson huh back-to-back top win top 10 wins that's, that's be- a heck of a way did they beat like Kentucky when they were in the top ten too? Um, maybe there was that rift between he and Mark Stoops. I think maybe South Carolina won that game if I remember correctly. I feel like like that that is criminal. Like that little excerpt is all about them and their ranking of Beamer, and not about the fact that they had uh, a really good season last year and closed it off. And you know they went through some of their own problems. Like he's. He's one of the the guys that you're talking about going to the SEC that's not dealing with the same type of roster situation as some of the other schools. Kentucky wasn't ranked, but South Carolina did win on the road there by 10 points. Gotcha. 
Well, jeez, that is a heck of a way to sum up South Carolina's season. That's pretty what, amazing. They uh, they lost that tight game to Notre Dame in the bowl game. Yeah, when they had uh, what like Marshawn Lloyd, maybe their best player, ended up transferring away. Stogner, I don't think played. They had a lot of players. I think opt out of that bowl yeah, game. Kentucky was thirteen. Oh, was it? it didn't okay. Yeah, they they beat Kentucky. Uh, on the road, didn't show a ranking. Twenty four fourteen, and Kentucky was number thirteen at the time. Uh, real, they just go up to twenty six. The top twenty five, I guess, will be revealed tomorrow. The fact that Shane Beamer is ranked behind Mario Cristobal at Miami, criminal. Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame, though I like him, criminal. Steve Sarkeesian's at thirty seven. Dan Lanning in Oregon is at thirty six. Matt Campbell's at thirty five. Gus Malzahn's at thirty four of UCF, and then Kirk Ferentz is at thirty. Dave Arand at 29, Matt Rule at 27, Hugh Freeze at 26. Yeah. Golly, I, I, not that Shane Beamer cares. I know he does not, but that is the one that sticks out to me of, what the heck are you guys thinking with that? Easy, easily a top 25 coach. Yeah. Eight and five. Well, it just goes back to what you said. It's not all equal. Like South Carolina is honestly, it's one of the tougher jobs in the country because of the conference that it's in and the situation that it's in. Like, South Carolina on its own is a good gig, but when it's surrounded by you got to play Georgia every year, Florida every year, Tennessee every year, it's a, it's a pretty tough – Clemson every year, it's, a, it's yeah. a tough job. I'll tell you, um, now I don't know a whole lot about any of their skill position situation, their offensive line there at South Carolina, but I know that Radler really put it together the last – uh, a couple of games of the season uh, struggled throughout. They had a really hard time protecting him. I mean, th- there there was issues there. They didn't run the ball that that well. But if if they can solidify the offensive line just a little bit, I think Radler may have a really nice year. So we'll see. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's teach.org. We interrupt this call to bring you a special message. The Big New Yorker is back. Say hello to six extra-large slices, big enough to hold more cheese on a crispy, fluffy crust that you've got to fold just to eat. I mean, you don't have to fold it, just a suggestion. Pizza Hut is the preferred pizza of the Oklahoma Sooners. Order online now at PizzaHut.com. And remember, no one out pizzas the hut. In studio on this Tuesday, it is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Buffalo Wild Wing Studio, Knipple Meyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Good point by the uh, by the text line, by the way. Shane Beamer being all the way at uh, 40 on that uh, best head coaches in uh, the Power 5 list, yeah. saying that Phil is probably working for CBS. That's why he's ranked there. Since any give up in the locker room? Hell no. Kind of questions that Phil. Phil must have gotten a job this offseason at CBS. That's why. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. this is Phil from CBS. Coach, 
You sense any quit in that locker room? Hell no. What kind of question does that feel? It's amazing. You cannot attack the media. If you do so, you get, God, just criminally underrated uh, on the head coaching list. Since any give up in the locker room? Hell no. What kind of question does that feel? Um, we're one and two. We're one and two. We got a bunch of fighters in that room, and uh, and give up. That's not a part of this football program. Get out of here. Man. The the end of that audio clip. Can't you just see his face uh, <laughs> while he's saying that? He he's very animated when he's upset. You know, uh, he's got that certain look about him. I I can see Shane Beamer up there at the podium. Coach, you just very lost annoyed to face. Georgia, the number one team in the country. You sense any quit in your locker room? <laughs> That's a great question. We're isn't one it? and two. <laughs> Five star Randy, they must have pulled a coach's name out of one hat and another from another hat to get it that wrong. It is pretty wild. Be a better explanation than what they put out. Well, he only won one more game than he did the previous year. We'll move him up one yeah, spot. Yeah, you beat two top 10 teams to close out the season, uh, a top 15 team earlier in the year. You were seven and six in your first year. Won a bowl game against North Carolina, and um, the year before that, before you were there, South Carolina was two and eight. Two and eight. So, yeah, I'd say he's done a, a really good job. A little perspective would be nice, right? When we do these rankings, Drew from Flower Mound, they South Carolina did lose Jaheim Bell. Their other tight end that transferred to Florida State. Yeah. Clearly, Phil is working at CBS. <laughs> 918, Lincoln Riley could average 10 wins for the next 30 years with zero playoff wins, and they'd still put him in the top five. That's how stupid the media's logic is. Clickbait material. Yeah. Well, it's content. If anything, it gets us talking. Um about where our coach is and where he's ranked, which, you know, I, I don't think that – I don't think you could really argue with the ranking. I, you may feel like he's a much better football coach than where he is at 52, but, you know, you gotta you got to show it. And at the end of the day, it's a results-driven business. So I, I think we're going to have much better results this season. We'll just have to wait and see if that he, actually happens. By, by these rankings, uh, Brent would be the 12th ranked head coach in the SEC out of 14 coaches. Nice. Zach Arnett at Mississippi State, a first-year head coach, is at 68. And then you have – who was the other one? You had Clark Lee at Vanderbilt at 56. Yeah. And it's just a matter of time until Vanderbilt becomes the premier program in all of college football. Isn't that what he said last year? Media days? SEC media day? He said something like that. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. Tyler from Kellyville. Personally, I think being the 69th best coach is way better than being the first uh, being the first head coach. Good point. Yeah. Ohio Sooner, McGuire to A&M would be a really good hire, which is why they won't do it. <laughs> right. Another fantastic point. That's right. Joe from Guthrie. Why is Mario Cristobal so high? Miami didn't even make a bowl game last year. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. That is true, though. It's I can I can picture the, uh, like the meeting now. Wow, McGuire at Texas Tech. He won the Big Twelve and took the Texas Tech Red Raiders to a college football playoff. It's really been unbelievable how good he's done as he's made his way into the college ranks. Yeah, but 
he used to be a high school coach in Texas. We can't we can't hire someone that used to be a high school coach. We're above that. This is all setting up for my favorite outcome for the AM job in two years. AM is just good enough offensively to where they promote their current offensive coordinator from within. That's right. The man that once rode a hog around Fayetteville is back in the SEC as a head coach. Bobby Petrino, next head coach at Texas A&M. Can I interest you in uh, Petrino, as you call him, being the next HC at Texas A&M? What an amazing ride that would be. Petrino, interim head coach after Fisher's fired at the end of the season and gets a big-time bowl victory over, I don't know. Northwestern. No, it's got to be someone somewhat decent. I don't know. Penn State. Penn State. God, yeah, that'd be shocking if Penn State lost a bowl game. Big win. uh, Offense just goes off. And uh, they got no choice but to hire the guy. Petrino. Next head coach, A&M. Our resident A&M fan in the 918 says, even Saban goes 8-4 and four at A&M. It's just what we do. Yeah. True. Comes back as true. Uh, Joey McGuire may be the next head coach at Texas if they go six wins or less again this year. Yes. More people blaming Phil on the low rating for Shane Beamer. One more. Love Beamer, hate Rattler, so I'll compromise and hope they go 5-6. and six. I will be um, not like che- out outright cheering for them. I I hope South Carolina has an even better year this year. I I, I don't mind them. I like Shane Beamer. I like Beamer. I I think they'll do okay. I haven't. I mean, they're, I haven't looked at their schedule. I know it's he gonna be said hard. earlier this week that they may be starting a true freshman at uh, just about every single position group this year. So that's that's not what you want to hear. Uh, no, it's not. Now m- I'm curious as to why the texter hates Radler. You're curious about that? Yeah. You haven't figured that one out by now? I thought you yeah. uh, lived the 2021 season. Some are just not over that. Um, some are just not over that whole situation, I guess. That's, that's all I can tell you. I think that that is a very small minority of fans. I think that most people have gotten over that. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess there's still some, some carryover from, from that year. And allegedly, maybe how he uh, conducted himself off the field while he was here, his final season. Let me ask you a question. Do you remember the date that supposedly um, Lincoln Riley was had already negotiated the USC deal? It was early in the year. It was a um, – well, I mean, I, I remember the, the bye week. Was it a bye week Monday where he missed the press conference? Is that yeah, the date that you're referring to? That was to? the Baylor game, but a lot of people suggested it was way earlier in the year uh, whenever it was done. I, just, I can't remember all the details. Maybe the text line will, will catch me up on that. I guess I'm just looking at it and I'm thinking, um, if Radler – plays well and we beat Texas and he maintains the quarterback starting spot and Lincoln still leaves does Caleb Williams go with Lincoln yes still yes yeah yeah I think that's probably right yeah I think that was always going to happen yeah I think that's probably right 
And I wonder if Lincoln got his choice between the two, if he still would have taken Caleb Williams all over again, even if uh, Rattler has a fantastic year. Yes. Probably still takes Caleb, yeah. Yeah, I think so. What a fun what if. Yeah, I don't know. I don't hate Rattler. He's a He was a young kid that was put up on a on a pedestal and treated special uh, above everyone else as a, as the number one recruit in in hike school so what did he do he acted like it right so i think he had a humbling experience and he, he did he's learned text from line it. is pointing this out and this is right i think i probably have the audio clip of it but basically saying that he that this was going back to who gets to claim jalen hurts OU or alabama I think there was a podcast that asked him a similar question to that, and he was, you know, saying, "I don't want Oklahoma to claim me. I'm, I'm South Carolina." Yeah. So text line saying he wants nothing to do with OU. We want nothing to do with him. So that's probably where that, where I that guess. reaction comes from more than anything. We'll hit a timeout, but I would be the same way. Like, if you, especially at quarterback, if you go to a new school, I you can't, you've got to show that you're all in at your new place. Right, you can't you can't really split it. So I don't I don't blame him for for saying what he did. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner has been Sooner fans' place to go for OU gear for more than forty five years. Once again, voted best place in Norman to buy OU merchandise. Locally owned, Jerry and Libby invite you to stop by and see what is new. Graduation is just around the corner, and Balfour has a great selection of diploma frames in stock, as well as great gifts for your grad. Or maybe you need a gift or gift card for a high school grad that is coming to OU. You by love has no labels and the Ad Council. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center is one of the leaders in orthopedics and podiatry surgery in the state. With six orthopedic surgeons and one podiatrist, along with on-site PT and one of the largest open MRIs in the state, they are able to diagnose, treat, and help with recovery for a wide range of injuries. With offices located across the state, they are never too far away. Give them a call at 405-364-7900 or visit them on the web at orthonorman.com for appointments or more information. Cavens Group bringing you this hour of the rush. Cavensgroup.com. Mold testing, mold removal, emergency repairs. They can do it all. 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048. Or just check them out. Cavensgroup.com. Everyone's got an opinion on Spencer Rattler now. Uh, let me just read a handful. He was booed and they chanted for his backup to come in. I wouldn't claim OU either. Text right below that. You can see it. We booed Rattler at a home game. Surprised he stuck around till the end of the season. I'd want nothing to do with this either. Why would you hate Rattler, says the texture of the 918. Lincoln left him out to dry. He didn't care, and it made Rattler look bad. Uh, this one says, so when we can, when can we expect an announcement that Muleshoe and Nail Salon are headed to the Arizona Cardinals? Uh, there's... There's been some rumors about that, hasn't there? With the what, what's the situation with the Cardinals and apparently uh, some think they're going to have the worst roster in the NFL this year, which means they would get the number one overall pick. Yeah, and Kyler Murray coming off of a, you know, he's he's locked into a long term deal coming off of that ACL. If they're going to have the worst roster in 
all of the NFL. I may slow play that uh, return back to the field if I'm Kyler. By the way, your your question last segment, yeah. Sean says, the thought is that it happened in June when OU recruiting abruptly shifted focus from Texas and Florida to California. Okay. That he was recruiting for USC on OU's dime at the time. Yeah. That, you know, that's interesting I guess maybe you're just building relationships with guys out there, not necessarily saying I'm going to, I'm going to USC. You're just starting to build those relationships, right? Uh, you can't trust a high school kid to keep the lid on something like that. So that does make sense if you're just starting to, if it to work the from West Coast, Texas and Florida, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, let's go out to California, and start getting some kids, right? Yeah, that's that's that that could be that could be a signal. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, OU just got a uh, – well, just got. It's been over an hour ago. But they got a JUCO defensive end commit today that we'll talk about coming up next hour. Lane mm. Jenkins out of Butler County Community College. Has, has Brent mentioned anything about you to – about Mr. Jenkins here? No. No. I um, – this is the first I'm hearing of that. So, so First I heard his name today about an hour and a half ago. Yeah, Um I guess I didn't hear that. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to get into that next hour, do a little bit of research here over the break, see what we come up with. And, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Quick timeout, hour number two, The Rush, coming up next. Next.